Lockdown Diaries with Jack Kirby Love, episode 3. Good morning. It is Friday, the 27th of March. Happy Friday, everyone. Really glad to have the end of the working week, eh? I hope everyone's doing okay. I'm doing alright. Today's diary entry. I'll tell you a little bit about what I got up to yesterday. Uh, so technically I've been on holiday yesterday and today. Um, however, in the current climate, we're having morning sort of orientation calls with the um, with the management team. And to be honest, sitting in on a conference call isn't something I'm doing whilst I'm technically on holiday. It's not like I've got a whole lot else to do anyway. So I've been sitting on them and then the whole morning has actually taken up with quite a few important calls that needed to be done. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping after this morning's call, I will be able to have the day to the to myself, more or less. One would hope. We'll see how we go with that. Um, so yeah, yesterday after I um, after I uh, dealt with the morning's calls um, in the afternoon, I went for my state mandated uh, daily exercise excursion, uh, which was running. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd talk a bit about running and my experience yesterday. So uh, I've been quite a relatively keen runner for the last few years, um, ebbing and flowing, as I'm sure most casualish runners will will recognise. Um, uh, and yeah, apart from running, my only other real regular piece of exercise was attending my badminton club on Monday evenings, which is at a church hall with a very lovely crowd. Um, but yeah, with the running, um, up until October last year, I was actually in quite a, a good place with, with that. Um, I was sort of running three or four times a week and I was sort of more or less got to a point, uh, for a few weeks prior to October where if I was running at all, I would be running for a minimum of six miles, which I was really happy with. Um, sort of keeping at that pace is, is good, uh, personally for me, it's, it's, not easy, but it's worth the effort, I think. And yeah, it's sort of, I don't know, it, it's a good position to be in, in that if I decided I want to do like a half marathon, then it, it's not too problematic to sort of up the training from that to be able to kind of take that relatively in the stride with no major disruptions. I've done a few half marathons. I did do the, the London Marathon as well in 2017. I'm not sure I'd do a marathon again. That was a lot of effort. Um, well, the actual marathon itself was obviously a lot of effort, but the training is, is the, the crucial thing there. It just takes so much time out of your life to prepare for that. But anyway, um, yeah, so last year I was in a really happy place with what I was doing running-wise. Uh, and yeah, I think I was feeling the benefits. But uh, in October, in badminton, I sustained uh, an injury. I, um, I was jumping up for a shot in a slightly melodramatic way, as is my want. Um, and I landed badly. I, uh, I landed on my left ankle, uh, which sort of rolled over. So I rolled my ankle. I don't know if that's a technical term, but I think that's what happened. And I landed on my left elbow. Uh, I couldn't get up. It was, uh, I was in pretty intense pain. Um, my ankle swole up like a, like a mango, um, pretty quickly. And I couldn't really move my arm without 
a lot of pain. Um, so the heroes, heroes of the badminton club. Um, this was at about 10 o'clock. It was pretty much the last game of the night and we were losing quite badly. So the game never finished. I, th I don't know if it was, uh, I, think I was just trying not to, not to record a loss there, but um, they took me, um, Liz, <laughs> one of the, she's a slightly older uh, woman, which I felt incredibly bad about because there was me, a sort of fairly bulky chap in his early 30s, uh, having to be sort of manhandled into her car. She drove me to, to A&E and she then had to get me into a wheelchair and push me in. And I felt terrible because there's no, there's no good reason why, um, why Liz should have to do that. <laughs> but she managed and she got me in. And shortly after my wife uh, came and relieved uh, Liz of looking after me. Um, so at the hospital, I had an X-ray on both the ankle and the elbow. And um, it turned out I had a fracture a very small fracture on the elbow and there was nothing broken in the ankle so at that point they kind of I don't know the ankle didn't seem to be the priority anymore um, which is fair because if there's nothing broken then um, you know focus on what's broken I guess so yeah I was in a sling uh, for a couple of weeks with the with the arm some basic exercises to do um, didn't put it in cast or anything um, it would it did just heal by itself uh, and yeah, now where are we in March? Yeah, so my elbow's, I think, absolutely fine. Um, but the ankle is still hurting. So I figured, well, you know, people have told me that sprains and whatever can be worse than a break on the old ankles. Um, so just, just rested it, really. Didn't run for a long, long time. Uh, sort of around December, Christmas time, it had been, well, a couple of months at that point, and it was still giving me discomfort and if I happen to take a bad step uh, for example um, kind of stepping down off a curve um, if it was maybe slightly lower than I anticipated that would really hurt uh, and again when it was a little bit icy if I sort of slightly slipped not fall over but you know when you sort of jerk a bit like that sort of the whiplash almost of jerking just really really hurt the ankle so with that in mind, after Christmas, I got in touch with my GP to see if there's anything further that could be done about that. The GP um, filled her in and she had a little look and she recommended some physiotherapy, um, which is, I'm sure if anyone's tried to get that themselves, is a bit of a, without going private, is a bit of a faff. So I had to wait for quite a long time for a telephone appointment uh, eventually I had a telephone appointment and yeah they were really good on the phone the, the local physio and they sort of assessed over the phone and they sent me some exercises to do and uh, a sort of elasticated band thing to do some resistance training with uh, and yeah just advised to do those um, exercises for my ankle uh, sort of yeah every other day really which I'll be honest I haven't been able to stick to too too well I've done my best but it's I don't know it's a bit of a drag really sort of taking 20 minutes out of your day to do this and the other that might sound a bit funny coming from someone that was doing three or four six mile runs a week <laughs> but uh, yeah I don't know just sort of doing the old standing on a stair and lifting yourself up with your toes and stuff it was yeah I, I, I do I am still doing them and the ankle is improving but it still does hurt and it is still a problem um, I have been on a couple of runs then since since then I did test the waters in December and a few since but I've 
Yeah, it's surprising. Any any runner will probably agree. It's surprising how quickly you lose you lose it, really. Um, so last week and this week, I've been for, out for one run of about a mile and a half and just over two miles. And yeah, really difficult, really. I mean, the first mile was kind of okay and the pace was good, but yeah, second time, it's it's just, yeah, a lot of stopping to walk and catch your breath. Um, it is shocking how quickly you lose your fitness and your form. And when people talk about, I don't know, people whinge about footballers being injured and out for long and how long it takes them to come back from from injury and get match fit and things and honestly like these are professional athletes i'm surprised at how quickly they get back considering with my very limited and in no way um truly relatable sporting history i don't that fizzled out a little bit but anyway um so yeah i'm trying to do that and yesterday i went for a run and as i say a couple of miles first mile all right second mile pretty hard going um but yeah i'm hoping as I say, the ankle still needs more TLC. There's a weird bruise on the top of the foot as well now, which is uh, mildly concerning, but um, yeah, that's happened. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> uh, I ran in the local park, which I was just quite surprised at how many people were there. And I mean, it's a bit hypocritical, I suppose, on a level, because we've all been told we're allowed to go out for a, to walk the dog or to take a piece of exercise once per day. Um, I mean, all those people that are going out and running four times a day, I don't know how they're managing, but, um, but yeah, uh, so, but it was just quite a few people. There were a lot of dog walkers, a lot of joggers. There were some kids playing football, which I know you're not next to each other, but it did strike me as a bit of a weird, weird time to be playing football. And yeah, I was just a bit surprised at how many people, I did my absolute utmost to avoid getting too close to everyone. Everyone was sort of trying to keep a wide berth of each other, I, I think. Um, but yeah, it just surprised me a bit and a bit concerned about that. And it was about uh, three in the afternoon or something. I thought I'd, for most of my running, I used to do it um, at night time in the dark so people can't see me wobbling about. But, um, but yeah, uh, I think if I do go out running again, I will wait until till the evening time because it did just concern me how many people are around um so yeah just i don't know obviously it's, it's difficult isn't it because we've all got these rules which are sort of clear to a point but then they come into contact with reality and it's a, i don't know they just seem a little bit difficult to see how they're being imposed so yeah it's not like i've seen any police around here telling people to stay indoors and things and if they did, I don't know what you'd say. Well, I'm going out for my run, I'm exercising. I mean, I was in clearly in running clothes and I had my Fitbit running, so I could quite easily demonstrate I was definitely exercising. Uh, although when I was staggering along the road at walking pace, that might not have been completely obvious. But anyway, um, that was my running experience. And in future, I'm going to look to run in the evenings, if at all. Anyway, um, the other thing that happened yesterday was the clap for the NHS, which was met with a bit of scepticism amongst some of my friends, but I was quite enthusiastic for it. Um, and yeah, it was great, actually, I thought. Um, so yeah, eight o'clock, popped out to the front door with, um, with a frying pan and a, and a spoon um, and started banging it. And yeah, there were just people all down the street, really, that were all clapping, cheering, uh, someone on the local community group had a drum kit. I think they were way down the other end of the road, but I didn't hear that. But um, it was really nice. And then just seeing all the videos on 
Twitter thereafter of people recording it all over the place. It was, yeah, a, a lot of people saying how moved they were. And I agree, it was it was quite moving. I thought it was more joyous than sort of tearful. But um, yeah, I, I am someone that <laughs> is quite easily moved to soppy emotions. So yeah, <laughs> I admit that. But yeah, no, last night I was more sort of big, big smile on the face and just sort of reading, watching everyone's videos and things afterwards. It was really positive, I thought. And again, it there's been a lot of division in the country recently. And I don't know, this is very trite, isn't it? But if the coronavirus and the new strictures and the fact that most people are pulling together to try and observe them and do the best they can for everyone and relieve the pressure on the NHS and avoid, you know, family members getting infected and all this stuff, it does feel something like the country is sort of moving together again. People talk about that, you know, the 2012 Olympic spirit and how united and happy everyone was. And it was a sort of a glimpse of that last night where we're all stood on our, stood in our porches, clapping and banging really. So I don't know. Um, it'd be nice if, if, you know, at the end of all this, we do feel more united and it's sort of more broadly, it feels like, I don't want to get too political, famous last words, but it's, you know, it feels a bit like the NHS has been under attack from the government. Um, it's received awful cuts. You, the junior doctor strikes, which were, you know, about preserving sort of their working practices in a way that was, it was about protecting patients. It wasn't about their money as such, but you know what? They've got every right to strike for the money. They're they trade a long time and they do an incredible job. If anyone's read the um, Adam Kay book, um, this is going to hurt, you'll, you'll get an idea of exactly what they're going through and exactly what a junior doctor gets paid, which isn't an awful lot um, considering what they actually do. But yeah, it was about patients' protection and it was about their money and the, just the fact that the, the government was out to get them. And then I do think there is a real level of hypocrisy in how the government is lionising the NHS now after after 10 years of, well, you know, trying to set the public against them in the case of the strikes, I believe. Um, so that does make me cross and seeing the Prime Minister applauding outside Downing Street as well, just obviously it's PR and you can't not do it, can he? But it did just smack of hypocrisy to me. Um, so yeah, <laughs> sorry about that little rant, but um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with my Twitter feed, I'm not particularly shy about expressing similar feelings to that but I do hope that the average person in the street that might have voted conservative I don't you know I don't I'm not I don't think everyone that votes conservative is evil bad wrong or any of those things it's you know everyone comes to their own perspectives on how the world should be should work and things through their own experiences that's all anyone does and if someone's experienced a different set a, a different life to what you have that's led them to those conclusions then you know it's it's you know I, i'm sorry i've lost i lost lost the thread a little bit there but anyway broadly speaking i don't think people are bad and evil but i do just hope there is a level of recognition that you know we are so reliant on this nhs particularly at this time and every other time i mean everyone is still getting ill and getting injured in you know it's not just coronavirus that's happening um but I do just hope that they recognise that actually this is a government that hasn't treated the NHS as well as it should or could have done. And, you know, they are fighting out there, literally fighting, I think, almost literally, with without the proper equipment and with 
you know, people leaving the NHS in droves over the last few years because the, the working conditions just aren't conducive to anyone's health, let alone the frontline staff. So I do just hope that people recognise that and maybe vote for a party that has, is going to protect them better. I'll get off the soapbox now. Um, but yeah, I, I did think that was a really positive thing last night. Um, so the only other thing I was going to update on was, again, this is a diary, so I'm talking about daily routines and things. And because I am a super fun and super cool and super exciting guy, I thought I'd talk about how I consume music. Because Fridays is the day that new music comes out. Um, new albums are always released on a Friday. It used to be Mondays a few years ago, but now it's Fridays. Um, so yeah, the way I <laughs> consume music is really anal retentive and OCD and a bit lame. But I thought I'd talk about it anyway. So I have Spotify, um, which I love to bits. Um, I know they don't pay artists probably as much as they should do, but it's such a wonderful service and I'm happy to pay what I do. Um, so what I like to do is every month I collect a playlist, um, imaginatively called March 2020 or whatever, uh, and every week I look at a couple of different blogs and Spotify's own um, systems uh, to identify new music that's out that I might like. I put it on a playlist, I listen to the whole playlist um, through the week, and then Anything that really stands out album-wise, I put on a longer list, which is a sort of a, well, a long list of stuff I like. And that can be stuff that really has stood out. It could just be stuff that I feel like going back to. But yeah, it's just sort of my way of farming through new music and finding out what I like. Because I do think it's important to keep up with what's new and exciting and current, rather than just listening to um, same old, same old I've been listening to since you're 14 or whatever, which admittedly was a bit of a rut I was in a few years ago so this system is what got me out of that rut. So the sources that I get my music recommendations from are Stereo Gum blog which is sort of an indie music blog, um, the Spotify's new for you so what what they recommend um, you might like based on your listening and their algorithms and whatnot and I also uh, frequent the um, Metal Injection blog too which uh, has their own weekly update of new metal albums so hopefully it's i mean obviously metal and india sort of on the same side of the thing but stereo gum does cover a very broad range of music and i like to try and keep abreast and i do just look at the general new releases as well on spotify too so what's going on the playlist um this week i'll just quickly run through so stereo gum's album of the week is by an act called sorry and the album's called nine to five nine two five that literally three numbers nine two five I don't know what genre they are. Um, they have written extensively about the albums. They do write long form articles about each other albums of the week. Uh, I generally just skimmed them and I haven't got around to reading this one yet. Uh, Pearl Jam have a new album out. Not a band that I'm super in love with, but I've seen them headline a, a festival slot once and they are good and I do like them and I respect them. So I'll be listening to what they've put out. Waxahachie, sort of indie rock stuff, I think, which I've listened to before. They're good. Uh, Dua Lipa, uh, the pop pop person who everyone loved a couple of years ago she's got some new music out so i'll listen to that half wave which again i think is more sort of indie stuff um sufjan stevens has put out an album with his stepdad um uh, lowell brahms uh, it's an instrumental album apparently so lowell brahms I, I mean i don't know what his musical background is but um he 
Sufian put out an album, Sufian, we're, we're mates, he put an album a couple of years ago, uh, Carrie and Lowell, which was really good, about his mum and his stepdad. So Lowell Brands is, is him from that album title, fun fact. So I'm looking forward to that. My wife is a big, big Sufian, Sufian Stevens fan, so she's the influence that I have for listening to him. Um, Brian Fallon of the Gaslight Anthem has got a solo album out. I quite like the Gaslight Anthem, um, so I'll listen to that too. Vanessa Carlton of uh, um, A Thousand Miles fame, lovely pop song from the early noughties. Apparently she's got a new CD out, so I will listen to that too. Again, Lauren does a very, very nice... Uh, uh, she can play A, uh, a Thousand Miles on the piano. Really, really nice. Uh, so that's good. Um... And then, yeah, on the Spotify, most of those were sort of on my uh, recommended for you list, but I, I noticed a couple of other things. So there's um, New Primals, uh, which were on, I think they were on either Metal Injection or Stereo Gums list last week, but for whatever reason, Spotify in the UK, I don't know, didn't have the album out, but apparently it's out now. The album's called Horse Girl Energy, which I just think is a good album title. I can't remember what genre they are from last week, but um, that's going on the list. And... Uh, Apparently there's an album by a band called Sleepyhead uh, called Cave Town, or possibly Cave Town have put an album out called Sleepyhead, uh, which again, I know nothing about. I've never heard of them before, but on the little uh, picture of the album on Spotify, it seems, if I'm not mistaken, to be a bit of a pastiche of uh, Lord's melodrama album cover. So if they're referencing Lord, uh, either in jest or as a tribute, then uh, I'll go to listen to it. Uh, I'll see what's that. The Metal Injection blog, um, they don't put out their list until later in the afternoon UK time, so I'll update with that as well. So that's what I'll be listening to. I've been, I had a little spot, um, Twitter thread the other day of uh, good music that I'd listened to in the last couple of weeks or so. So if any of those particularly stand out, I might add them to that thread. So if you're interested, that's where that'll be. Uh, I'm gonna stop talking now. And yeah, just thanks for listening to this. Uh, again, let me know if there's anything that I should be doing or not doing uh, in this. Um, it's been quite good. I've really enjoyed um, just talking through thoughts and things. But um, yeah, uh, I hope this is vaguely entertaining if you have listened to it. And yeah, I'll be back later. So stay safe and see ya.